almost two weeks in the Himalayas, and uh, it's continuing to uh, excel our work on the field. For those of you who have been able to travel out there with us, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who haven't, looking forward to a future opportunity to be able to introduce you to the unreached world. I had my very good friend and part of our church here, Peter Lee, with me, um, who traveled, and uh, we went to the remote town of Jomsom up in the mountains. Uh, really to begin to look and see uh, far past those areas what God wants to do in taking the gospel to those who have never heard it before. You know, there are places in this world where the name of Jesus Christ is not known. And I know that's really hard for us to fathom uh, when we're surrounded by so many churches, when we can turn on the television and see Christian TV, when we can go to a Christian bookstore, when we have perhaps Bibles on our shelves. But there are so many people across the planet, roughly 2.1 billion people, billion, I said, who have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. And they deserve to know. And the good thing is, is you have been given a task. You have been given power from on high. You have been given all the tools that you need for taking this good news to those who have never heard it. And that's what this church is about, receiving from the nations and having a calling for the nations. So I'm so excited that we can celebrate today in what God has done over five years, but it's just the beginning, amen? And I'm looking forward to all that God has in store for the future. I want to recognize someone very special here today. My mother is joined us from the United States. Will you stand up, Mom? There she is. Great to have her here visiting. Uh, she departs tomorrow back for the, the U.S. If you have a chance to, after the service, say hi to her. And, um, and uh, it's great she was able to also travel with us to the Himalayas and, and see some of those areas as she's done before. Well, today I have a message that I believe is from the Lord. And I would hate to think I would give a message that wasn't. But here is one today that I believe can help every single one of you where you're in, wherever you are in your walk with God. I've called it unlocking potential or unlocking your potential. And uh, it's a wonderful story that I heard not too long ago about uh, a man who at the, the beginning of the, uh, the ni- early 1900s in the United States, matter of fact, in the state of Texas, um, uh, was in great poverty together with his family. He never had enough money for food, nor for the cares and the simple things in life that his children had need of. Um, they went without medicine. They went without education. They suffered for four decades. And uh, pretty soon, he was, he was a farmer. Pretty soon, he only thought that his last recourse was to sell a portion of his land. And as he was about to do that, people from the oil company came to visit him. And they asked if they could have the, the rights to underneath his property um, to be able to, to dig for oil. He made a small contract with them and said, if you find anything, I want a certain percentage. That oil company came in. They drilled for oil. And it was the largest production oil rig ever in the world. And that man became an instant billionaire. And um, it, the story, I think, is... How many of you would like to be in that story, yeah? Um, and all you get is a, is a good luck voucher underneath your chair, you're wondering, yeah. Um, but but, but the, the, I believe the point that can be made today is that that man sat underneath something for years. Matter of fact, he suffered for years, and all the time it was right underneath the surface, 
everything that he had need of. And there is something inside of you that has so much power, that has so much resource, that can do so much good, that if you will allow the Holy Spirit to begin to extract out of your life, it will not only do something to revolutionize your life, but God will use you to touch the world. Can I hear an amen today? There is something inside of you, every single one of you. God has created you unique, distinctly, and for a awesome purpose, a cosmic purpose in this universe. And if you, joining hands together with God, can begin to search through the power of the Holy Spirit and extract and bring out what lies beneath, you have the ability to change this World, And I want to talk about that today. God made a point throughout Scripture, and we're going to look at five different lives here this morning, of men who God looked at. He saw beyond what they could see. He saw beyond their limitations. He looked inside of them and needed something from them that when they gave God, it married with his spirit, and they became changers. They became liberators. They became kings. They became rulers because they got into agreement with what God wanted to bring out of their life. And I am convinced because I have seen it not only in this setting, but as I have had the opportunity to travel uh, in different places around the world, that people hold inside of them purpose. They hold inside of them gifts and abilities and talents and callings of God that sometimes lie dormant, that sometimes lie untapped, And I think what a tragedy that we would make it to heaven, get before God, and he would say, oh, if you could have only discovered what was on the inside. I don't want to be that person. I want to be able to tap into all that God has for me, and I know that you do as well. We're going to look at a few examples this morning. The first one, if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Judges chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. There will be some scriptures that come up here on the On the uh, screen behind me, we're talking about unlocking potential today, and the first point we come to is that you need to get into agreement with God. Get into agreement with God. Judges talks about the story of Gideon. In verse uh, 11 of chapter 6, it says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah. That's not Oprah. That belonged to Joash the Abyssalite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress to keep it from the Midianites. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. It would go on to say later in the chapter that as one man, Gideon, would free an entire nation. You see, Gideon could not see the potential in his own life. When God came to him, the angel of the Lord came to him, and Gideon said, you don't understand, God, there is nothing inside of me that you could possibly use or make of any benefit to these people. But how many of you are grateful today that God sees beyond even what you see? That God sees the end from the end from the beginning? That God is able to survey your life and see things that he has deposited within you that he wants to bring? 
bring out to change your world and to change the larger community that you live in. God saw something in Gideon. He saw a potential that had been locked away that Gideon was convinced was not there. Gideon was convinced of his own shortcomings. He was convinced of his own status and place in life. He was convinced that he could go no further than where he was right then. But God required something of Gideon. He needed Gideon's agreement. He needed for Gideon to lay down all of the self-doubt and self-unbelief and say, Yes, Lord, I get into agreement with what you say about my life. And you say, I am a mighty warrior. This has come from a man who has never fought or won a battle in his life. A man who was hiding in a cave from the enemy, but yet God came to him and made a declaration over his life and then began to draw him near that declaration. God makes a declaration over your life today. You can stand in the same place that Gideon did today and say, Lord, what is your estimation of my life. Lord, not what do I see when I look in the mirror, but Lord, what do you see when you look at me? God, what is your value of my life? And what, Lord, can I do for your purpose? Great missionary by the name of Adoniram Judson. Maybe you've heard his story before. Missionary to Myanmar or Burma in the mid-1800s was going to join William Carey in India, but got refused. And so he went across the Bay of Bengal and went into to, to Myanmar, and there he began to work. In his early years, growing up the son of a preacher, he rejected God and thought, I don't need the Lord. I, I, I want to follow my own pursuits and my own intellect. But yet he came to a place in his life when his best friend died. Then God struck his heart and he asked God the question, Lord, if you are real, then what is my purpose in this world? What would you have me do with my life? You see, people like Adoniram Judson, people like Gideon and this list that will go down today, they began to accept what God, how God valued their life. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Do you see someone who is filled with past failures and mistakes? Do you come up with a list for all the reasons that maybe God cannot use you, just like Gideon did? God, I'm the least. God, my family is the least. But somewhere along Gideon's journey, when he laid down that list and he began to agree with what God said about him, Not only was he freed as an individual, not only was he delivered out of that cave, but God would use the life of Gideon as one man to deliver an entire nation because he got into agreement with God. There was potential locked inside of him. God was waiting for Gideon's agreement. God was waiting for Gideon to accept his word as it was spoken over his life. Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. Can you agree with God today? Can you listen to what God is speaking to you today? Can you get into his word and begin to find what God is saying about you, that that your life is no longer your own, but that you've been bought with a price and that God's spirit now lives inside of you. And with God, nothing remains impossible for you. Listen, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit today. I want to look at point number two. We're going to look at the life of David. David was someone who we know the the prophet Samuel came to his house. 
All of his brothers were brought out and all of them looked appealing, but yet not one was found that God desired. Yet they called for the young boy who was out in the field. He was one who was overlooked. Potential was out somewhere in the back pasture, but nobody recognized it. But you see, God saw what was inside of David. He saw a man after his own heart. He he didn't see just the shepherd boy. He saw someone who would one day sit on the throne of Israel and be king and lead the presence of God back into the nation where it should have been. You see, when you begin to get into agreement with God, as Gideon, you can unlock a warrior inside of you. When you begin to get into agreement with what God has put inside of you and what God's estimation is for your life, just as in the life of David, God unlocked kingship inside of him. Perhaps we don't read of stories in the Bible, they're not in there, of the the people that God went to and, and tried to convince them of who they were, but they decided to reject God's estimation of their life. I could take you to friends. I could take you to people that I know whose God, God's hand has been mightily upon. But they continually looked at their own list of shortcomings and failures and refused to agree with what God said about them. But yet Gideon said, Lord, if you call me a warrior, who am I to say anything different? Lord, I don't know how this is going to get done, but I want to see this potential unlocked within me. And Lord, I want to get into agreement with your word. Lord, as Mary would say, be it unto me according to your word. Lord, whatever you say, bring it to pass in my life. We find the story here of David in 1 Samuel chapter 16. It says, now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's attendant said to him, see, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the lyre. And he will play with, uh, he, and when he will play, uh, he will play when the evil spirits from God come on you, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his attendants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. Wherever the, whenever the Spirit of God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul and he would feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. You talk about American Idol or Korean Idol. There was a search in the land for someone who could play the lyre. I don't know if auditions were held in each of the counties or the cities. If there was a panel of judges and someone said, you're going to Jerusalem. I, I, I don't know. But here was David, he was in line with his lyre. And the thing about David, you know, you know Saul and, and Samuel who had come to him, Samuel who had come to him, had recognized God's hand upon his life. And he had anointed him to be king, but that wasn't for that day, it was for a future day. And there's something I believe in this story that will help you unlock the potential that is inside of your life. You see, there's two types of waiting. David was waiting for the words of God to be fulfilled in his life. There is a a passive type of waiting that sits back and folds your arms and says, well, if God's going to do it, here I am. He can do it in my life. What do I have to do? Just wait on him. But that's not the approach that David took. He took up his harp. He took up his lyre, his instrument, and he began to practice as much as he possibly could. 
He began to work out new jazz progressions on his harp, uh, new riffs and melodies for his day. He became a skilled musician so that when the opportunity came by him, when the moment and the, and the doors were opened, his, 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 his potential had been perfected and he was ready to meet the opportunity. It tells us something about our potential inside, that God wants you to hone your skills, hone your talents, do whatever you can with the skills that God has given you until that appointed time when there was a call for someone in the land to come and play before Saul. And because David had been actively waiting, he had been perfecting his skills at that moment in time, he was able to meet that opportunity and his potential was was released, which eventually gave way to him sitting on the throne of Israel. What does God have inside of you? What has been deposited in your heart? What, what, what gift or calling or dream or purpose does God have for you to fulfill in the world? I pray that you can discover that. I pray that you can get into agreement with what God says about you just as Gideon did. I pray that you can prepare yourself as David did for unlocking that potential and being able to take the place that God has for you. In uh, in Gideon, God unlocked a warrior. In David, God unlocked a king. Point number three this morning, position yourself. We can find the story of Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I am about to give you to the Israelites. And I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. You see, here was, here was Joshua. He, he had been waiting for a moment. He had been under the direction of Moses for all of those years through the wilderness. He had come out of Egypt and he had seen God's great miracles, but he was waiting God had a purpose inside of him. There was potential locked inside of Joshua, but it had not yet fully been discovered. But yet Joshua, just like David, did not wait passively. He he positioned himself in that waiting process. Here, I believe, is a great, great help. I know it's been a help in my life, and it can be a help in yours, I believe. That when you're waiting to come into your potential, position yourself as Joshua did next to someone with vision. Get as close as you can next to someone who is going somewhere in God. And that is what Joshua did. He recognized God's hand upon Moses. He saw when Moses came down from the mountain and was shining, and he thought, I want to be as close to that person as I possibly can. You see, Joshua positioned himself for potential. He positioned himself that when the time came and the scripture tells us that Moses is now dead, Joshua, you take the children of Israel and you cross over into the land that I have promised them. You begin to possess that land. God didn't have to go looking for Joshua. God didn't have to wait for Joshua to be prepared. He was ready because he had positioned himself next to vision. 
Oh, it's a good, good, good piece of wisdom, I think, for us today. Get next to someone. Maybe you're visiting this church, and maybe you're going back to your home church. Maybe you're passing through Korea just for a short period of time and going back to wherever you've come from. I want to encourage you, get next to, to, to someone with a vision for the kingdom of God. Get as close to them as you possibly can and position yourself for the unlocking of your potential in the kingdom of God. Can I hear an amen? These men took steps that allowed God to begin to unravel and bring and extract out of their heart potential that would change the world. Joshua led a nation. There was the the leadership potential locked inside of Joshua that came out as he served over those years but had positioned himself under the hand and direction of Moses And when the age of Moses came to an end, Joshua says, Lord, I'm ready, bring it on. Now it's time for me to lead these people. There is leadership. There is kingship. There is a warrior locked inside of people, I believe, here today that God wants to unlock. You can turn with me to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17, verses 3 through 6, under point number 4, I've entitled this, Convince Yourself convince yourself. We find a man who many of us, hopefully all of us have heard of, Abraham. We find his story, one of many stories here in Genesis chapter 17, 3 through 6, Abraham fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. You will no longer be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. I have made you a father of many nations, listen to verse 5 here, I will make you very fruitful, I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. You see, there was something locked deeply in the life of Abraham. Not only was it just purpose for his own existence and for that of his wife and family, but there were nations literally residing in Abraham. There were kings and princes inside of his life that God needed to get out, but he needed Abraham to agree with a promise. He needed Abraham to agree with what he wanted to accomplish in his life. And there are purposes, there are perhaps kings, there are princes, there is deliverance that God has invested in your heart that God is saying, I need you to get into agreement. It's broader than you. It's more than just your life. In Abraham's life, he had nations. He had a new race of people that would come from him that would develop into a nation. Kings and princes would come out of him. And God wanted to extract it out of his life. But he had to be convinced. He had to convince himself of what God wanted to do. We can find it in a familiar scripture found in Romans chapter 4, verses 20 through 21. Speaking of Abraham, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. This is where some of our testing comes, that when God makes his declaration over your life, maybe some of you have heard from the Lord. Maybe God has spoken things to your heart about what he has in store for you. Maybe there are things that you've held on to for years, even from an early childhood, that you're in your heart wondering, God, is it ever going to come to pass? 
I want to encourage you to, to be convinced of God's promise over your life. Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, God would bring to pass. How do you unlock potential inside of you? You remain so focused on what God's promise says concerning your life. You don't waver or stagger as this uh, chapter in Romans would tell us. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but he grew strong in faith, believing that what God had promised, God would also bring to pass. You have potential inside of you. Get into agreement as Gideon did. God said, you're a mighty warrior. Gideon said, Lord, it doesn't look like it, but Lord, I'm going to believe what you say about my life. And God unlocked a warrior. Prepare yourself. Make use of this time between now and the unleashing of your potential for the purposes of God. Make use of this time right now, perfecting whatever you can do with your natural skills, positioning yourself for that moment when God says, here it is. This is the time. This is when you have to act. Like Joshua Get up next to close, close, as close to vision as you possibly can. People who are going somewhere with God, position yourself for that moment of opportunity. Convince yourself, as Abraham did. Yes, I believe that God, when he said that there were nations inside of me, that there were princes inside of me, that God was going to bring these things out of my life, I believe that God is going to do it. I'm not going to look at what my life looks like right now. I'm not going to look at myself in the mirror and be filled with doubt how impossible it is. I'm going to focus on what God says, on his promise. Faithful is he who is promised, I know God can bring it to pass. Hold on to that. Believe that. And you'll see your potential unlocked. You'll see the abilities of God inside of you unlocked. You know, this world, it, 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 uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good that remains to be done. There, there's a, a lot of need in this world for people just like you to discover God's purpose and to fall into rank in order as spoken of in the book of Joel chapter 2. The prophet would say that I hear the sound of the army of the Lord, an army that is marching in step and fulfilling the purposes of God. And maybe there is something that God has invested inside of you. I believe that there is. I believe there are people right here who have such ability maybe hidden underneath the surface, such purpose, such design that God can use you to change the world. I know that sounds like a cliche, but it can be true. God can use you to free people. God can use you to bring deliverance to those who are held captive, not through your own ability, but God working through you to accomplish the impossible. But you must believe and get into agreement with God. You must be fully convinced that what God has spoken over your life, it will come to pass and you're not going to settle for anything less. You're not going to compromise and take another option and say, well, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, so I might as well go this path. Hold on and believe in what God has spoken to you and watch him bring it to pass. Point number five for this morning. We're almost done. We find it in Acts chapter 2, story of Peter, verses 14 through 16. I've entitled this point, Stand Up. 
Then Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice and addressed the crowd, Follow Jesus and all who live in Jerusalem. And let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I have to say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And he goes on to quote there the book of Joel and give a sermon. Maybe you can read Acts chapter 2 at a later point and see the dynamic change that happened as the Holy Spirit came upon the church in that earliest of hours and how God began to move so strongly by his spirit in the world. But you see, this, this came to a man who, who was a simple fisherman. It came to a man who was minding his own business, and one day Jesus comes by and sees potential inside of him, who sees beyond just his trade, sees beyond just his natural skill and his outer appearance, and he recognizes that there is something inside of this man. The Bible would later describe him as a simple, ordinary, untrained man. But yet something was inside of him that if God could unlock, a church could arise in this hour. God saw those things inside of Peter in that early day when in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 19, Jesus comes to him and says, Peter, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. But not only did God see the incredible success that could one day come if Peter had surrendered, But I have to believe that even in God's providence, he saw perhaps some of the weaknesses inside of Peter that would also cause him to stagger and fall at certain moments. And and, and this this, this man, Peter, just just some 40 to, to 50 days earlier than this event right here we're reading about in the book of Acts, had stood and denied the Messiah three times. Not only that, but he was told that he would do it, and he still did it. And yet this man, while filled with grief, while filled with great sadness, how, how easy it could have, could, could have been for him to, to look at himself in the mirror and say, the potential's gone. I've wasted it. It's over. I've done something. Too, I've taken it things too far to ever deserve God using me again. And I wonder... Perhaps, if there might even be people like that here today who have looked at themselves and say, well, maybe there was a day, but you don't know where I've gone today. You don't know what I've entertained in my thought life or what I've done in my actions, but yet there was still something locked inside of Peter. There was still something alive because it had been spoken by the internal spirit of God and said and deposited inside of him, follow me, I will do the making. I will perfect that which concerns you. I will bring out of my rich treasures in your heart what I want to accomplish. Peter, can you just step aside and let me do my work inside of your heart? And here was Peter at this day, perhaps in that moment of prayer in the the room with the others as they were praying, perhaps he was going through the mind battle in 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 his own thoughts, how I failed Christ. But maybe he was wrestling in prayer, trying to gain back how the Spirit of God was directing him. And then as those devout Jews gathered from every nation under heaven and began to ridicule those who were filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter stood up. Peter recognized and had the sense by the Holy Spirit 
He would say in the, in the King James Version, he told them, this, what you see right here, is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. You see, Peter would stand as a bridge between two worlds, between two times, and say, this, what is, this is what God spoke a long time ago, and now it's coming to pass right before your eyes. Peter recognized the moment. He recognized the opportunity. He recognized when potential was being released, and he stood up, and his mouth was used to declare God's works in those days, and a church was born in in those early hours. There's a time for all of us when we have to recognize the hour There is a time when you're going to have to stand up and say, okay, God, all this purpose and all this calling and all of these things that you've invested in my heart and life, now it's time to stand up. Now it's time to open my mouth. Now it's time to begin to release your purposes in my heart. God, use me for your plan. There will come a day of action. There will come a day when you must stand. There will come a day when you have to begin to step out from where you are. Stand up and step out and step into what God has promised for you. Can I hear an amen? Oh, listen to these these things today. I believe that God would have us as a church, would have us as a people here, begin to, to unlock potential inside of individuals. This world needs it. The kingdom of God needs it. God is waiting for you. He's waiting for I to begin to realize what he has promised and put into our life. Just like Abraham, he invested something in his DNA that says, I need that to come out to accomplish my will in the world. God looks upon these people here today, I believe with all of my heart. And God says, there are things that I need to extract from your life to accomplish my purpose in the world today. How many of you want to say yes to the Lord? How many of you want to say, God, I, I, to get in, I want to get into agreement with what you say about my life. I'm going to stop listening to the voices of self-doubt. I'm going to stop reading the list of accusation that the enemy throws up against me. God, I'm going to believe your evaluation of my life, and you say that I am washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You say that I can stand before you without any single fault, free from any accusation, not because of what I have done, but because of what my Savior, Jesus, has accomplished. For those people who are willing to believe it, for those people who are willing to enter in and say, Lord, I stand here, not in my own righteousness, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Lord, I accept your estimation of my life. Lord, you declare me a warrior. Lord, you declare me a leader. Lord, you declare me a king. Lord, you declare that things will come from my life. Lord, bring them to pass. We have no excuses. We're going to stand before God. And when we do, God is going to, I believe, help us to see what was inside of us that he was waiting to bring out if we would only but agree with him. Perhaps there's a time in the next few days, maybe even sometime today when you can get on your knees before God. And you can say, Lord, and if you need to ask for his forgiveness... 
for being blind to the purposes that he has put inside of you. Lord, begin to open the eyes of my understanding as Paul would pray in the book of uh, uh, Ephesians. Lord, open the eyes of their understanding. Give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge in Jesus Christ. And let them see what is within. Let them see the rich inheritance they have received as saints of God. I pray that God would turn our eyes inward today. That we would begin to discover those things that God has put inside of us. And that we could unlock our potential by getting into agreement with God. Agree with God. Prepare yourself. Make use of your time right now. Perfect your skills. Position yourself. Get up next to someone with great vision and is going somewhere in the kingdom of God. Convince yourself as Abraham did and say, I am fully persuaded that what God has promised in my life, he will bring to pass. And finally, be ready to stand up. Be ready to say, This is the moment, this is the hour right now, as Peter did, he recognized it. He didn't give a prophecy for a future moment and a future time. He didn't say, guys, it's coming, it's around the corner, it's going to come someday. He said, this, what you see right now, is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It's here for you now today. Peter recognized it, he stepped into it. And we're the results of that today, those, that early church growing and multiplying, sometimes under great persecution. But we're here today because of their early labors and the wonderful work of God and God's potential being released through them. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words that are come to our heart and come to our life today. Lord, I know and I am convinced that there are people in this room who have incredible purpose. Lord, who have things hidden within their heart and life that you have deposited, maybe through the prayers of another, maybe over the years, as they have entertained dreams and visions that come from you. Lord, I pray that you would turn their attention this very hour to those promises, to those words spoken by you into their life. Lord, they would begin to fall on their knees and come before you and say, God, be it unto me according to your word. Lord, extract whatever it is in my life that you want to accomplish and perform for your glory and for your kingdom. Father, give us the eyes today to see your purposes. Give us the ears to hear your voice when it comes to us and says, you are mighty, you are capable Father, I thank you that every form of doubt can be extinguished, that every lie that the enemy tries to uphold can be cast down. Every form of self-doubt, self-criticism, inferiority, guilt, shame would be replaced by a wonderful boldness that comes by the grace of God through the work of Jesus Christ. Father, let us stand as freeborn sons and daughters today, no longer entangled again with the yoke of bondage and slavery, but let us stand boldly in your presence today, hearing your words declared over our life, agreeing with them and stepping out into this world with the potential of God within us. 
Maybe if you're here today and you have wondered or strayed in your walk with the Lord. Maybe you've known him in the past, but somewhere along your journey, the things of life and the weights of this world seem to have become a great burden in your journey. And you find yourself today someplace other than where you know you should be in God's light. You know, today I believe that if you will sincerely in your heart call upon God, recognize His voice that is coming to you, perhaps even this hour, and saying that I have something prepared for you, something that I want to do with your life, if you'll just get into agreement with me. If that's you today, I want to encourage you just make a bold step in your own heart. Come before the Lord. Repent before Him. Turn and go in another direction. Call upon the Holy Spirit to be your great guide and lead you into the fullness and to the promises of God. Father, I thank you for your work in every heart here today. I thank you for fulfilling your purpose and promise and for helping every individual in here unlock their potential in you. Father, I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.